Hello, this is Derek Mankey coming to you live with FortiGuard Labs, uh, broadcasting out of our research and development area in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, today, I am joined uh, by my co-host, uh, Amar Lakani. How are you doing, Amar? Good, Derek. I'm uh, doing good. I'm actually out of Houston uh, at home today. So like like pretty much 90% of the world uh, working from home. Yeah. How's the weather over there? We got snow still in April in Canada. Can you believe that? <laughs> It's Houston. It's always hot and always muggy and humid. So it doesn't matter what time of day or year you're in. It's it's Houston weather. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little envious there. So you uh, you hit on the key word. Uh, you, so so actually, uh, you, yourself and I, we we released a blog uh, just today on uh, on on Forty Guard talking about um, the preparing for the surge in in the attacks on remote workers you, you hit on the keyword remote i'm seeing this all over the place now remote 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 uh, there's um, obviously with the nature of everybody going remote um, there's there's a slew of threats that are following that we've already seen so we've been releasing research from FortiGuard labs we're looking at our threat statistics as you know um, you, you're in the weeds on this every day myself too working with our data science team and FortiGuard labs so um you know with like just just looking at things like um virus activity as, as an example, right? We, we did a baseline and looked year over year from January to February to March, there was a, you know, respectively a 13, 52 and a 131% spike in cyber virus activity. I say cyber virus because of course, there's always this analogy to, to real viruses, but um, you're always looking at Darknet, uh, Amar, um, and, and I know you work closely with uh, our research team too. So so what, what are you seeing from, from a threat perspective that's happening right now with, um, with this whole remote nature? Well, there, at Fortigar Labs, we're always tracking threats all the time. And the nature of threats, like the volume has always been increasing, but I think the nature of threats is changing just a little bit. Obviously, people are working from home. There's a lot more phishing emails coming out, obviously because of the pandemic, obviously because of, uh, you know, playing on people's emotions. There's things coming out about subjects on Corona, whether it's cures or new treatments. Uh, but all these phishing emails have malware in them, and the malware can be things from information stealers to something very destructive, such as uh, ransomware. So, so we're, we're seeing, that, seeing that. On top of that, like as you mentioned on the dark net, um, you know, traditionally on the dark net, we, we see things on the dark net, but most of the time, like especially marketplaces, they're like drugs, right? That's, that's the majority of things on there. We're starting to see a little bit of a shift now, and I think it could be because people are scared about the economy, but we're seeing like these get rich quick schemes. Uh, for yeah. example, I saw like an Uber scheme where you could like sign up to be a driver and a rider and do like GPS spoofing and try and make money at the same time. Uh, we're seeing a lot more credit cards. And then obviously we're seeing just medicine, like, like, you know, one day on the news, they may talk about, Hey, this medicine may be looking promising or they're doing some research on it. And all of a sudden you see that on the dark net. Now I haven't doubt that medicine is being sold. It's probably like sugar pills or who yeah. knows. Yeah, yeah. Like it's being sold for three hundred to five hundred dollars. So people are, and, and it's being sold. Like you can see, it actually being run out, and so people are get taking, getting taken advantage of. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and and this is, you know, to me. Um, these are things that we've seen time and time again. I mean, you know, there's famous cases. You look back, uh, you know, like Silk Road as an example, right? Over a decade ago. Um, and there's always been this case of selling illicit drugs, of selling, you know, black market things, including 
uh, crime is, you know, crime as a service, uh, crime wear kits, all, all those sorts of things, but they just seem to adapt. And, you know, that, that's what we're talking about in the blog is how cyber criminals are adapting to this new attack surface, right? Well, really capitalizing on it. Um, you know, in, in terms of the fake drugs, this is something that's been a struggle for decades. I remember, you know, when I, when I was first to start research here at Forty Guard Labs in 2004, we're looking back then at uh, the fake fake pharmaceuticals. They'll still go on, but like uh, back then, it was the Canadian pharmacy scams. If you remember those, uh, it was it was prolific, right? And uh, and, and you're right, I think to the point is that now a lot of those platforms, including Tor and you know, Darknet, um, are, are just being, or um, shifting or adapting now to this to, to this new normal. Yeah. yeah, on top of that, like what's, uh, what's kind of funny is I'm seeing so, so many like uh, auctions, I would say, like on the Darknet on streaming website usernames and passwords, whether it's like Disney Plus or HBO or Netflix. Um, yeah. You see yeah. everyone's at home, so they're like, "Hey, get a lifetime account for like ten dollars." Uh, who knows if it's going to work or not? But uh, but yeah. I think they're taking advantage of that, and you, and you can see people buying those as well. Yeah, it might work for a day or two. Definitely, things that people, you know, in, in this day and age, people are always looking for a good a good deal for sure, right? Um, yeah, it's interesting. You talked about the uh, the get rich uh, scams. You know, that's something again. In the past, we've we've typically seen with um, like you know uh, money laundering networks, right? Uh, it's it, it was really it's it's common uh, from time to time for these large criminal organizations to have uh, you know fake landing sites that they rip off from legitimate companies um, uh, and then modify some wording, uh, some job postings, things like account payable positions, which is just really money mules, right? So people will sign up to what they think is an account payable position, you know, sitting in their chair at home and transferring some funds to this other bank account, getting like a 5% commission uh, cut out of that, where in fact they're actually doing a criminal activity because they're, they're the mule themselves. But, but you know, I expect, I, I think we're going to see a lot more of those, to your point, uh, happening now. In, in this climate because people are just, you know, there's a lot of people out of a job or looking for a job and it's an especially vulnerable point. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you know, one of the other things I think people are not um, really commenting on, especially on other blogs is you see all these attacks of people at home being attacked. But, uh, but I think we're also seeing, especially at Fortigard Labs, we're seeing this increase of attacks in the cloud and uh, cloud-based attacks. I think people are rushing towards like deploying on the cloud now, right? Uh, they're like yeah. trying to get the applications as fast as possible. And a lot of times they not, it may not be corporate sponsored. It may be an organization within a company that is just trying to put things into the cloud or maybe enable like RDP <laughs> remotely or, uh, or something like that. And we're just seeing attacks. And uh, I don't mean you were talking about it, but we've seen just this tremendous increase in RDP attacks. And yeah. when I first looked at that, I was like, this can't be real. There's no there's no corporate security entity that's going to allow remote RDP, especially with the tasks that we had last year and some of the zero days that, that came out. But most likely what's happening is that there's these shadow IT organizations that are just trying to get up and running pretty fast. And then on top of RDP, we're seeing more and more like things like just S3 buckets and cloud buckets not being secured. People are not caring about web application firewalls or WAF. They're not put, putting in like, uh, you know, endpoint protection, like 40 EDR. They're just like not caring about that. They're trying to get access first and fast before yeah. the end. Well, kind yeah, of, it, yeah. It, becomes, it becomes a band-aid really, right? Right. Yeah. We're yeah. kind of into this game of like where it was like in like the early 2000s where like uh, people kind of forgot about security. 
Yeah, I know it is. It does seem to be going backwards, which is a scary thought, right? It's a classic example of RDP. I mean, this is a protocol that's what, like 20 years old, going back to the XPNT days. And there's been uh, so many vulnerabilities. Um, and, you know, look at WannaCry, Eternal Blue, you know, um, uh, Blue Keep, all, all of these uh, you know, huge waves of attacks that have been incredibly successful. And I expect we could see an even more successful attack now, given what exactly what you're talking about. In fact, you know, we're looking at the FortiGuard Labs data, telemetry data for our IPS sensors, right? Uh, you know, so we're processing over 100 billion threat events uh, at any given day in, here in our data center. We're seeing on average over 10 million IPS attacks a minute. I mean, that, that's a lot. And, and the number one attack we're seeing is RDP right now. Like, and, and you know, you know, years ago we we were telling everybody to close those publicly accessible uh, RDP ports. You know. Um, Blueprint software like our tools like Shodan or, or port scanning is able to easily pick this up. And, you know, people are literally inviting inviting attackers in to, to their own home, essentially, by doing this, which is backwards, right? So it's a, it's a scary sort of perfect storm because you have now the number one attack we're seeing is RDP. But two, people are just opening up more RDP ports and services. Uh, so that, that's a problem. Hey, so so you talked about um, uh, the, the cloud. That's interesting. And, and I, I agree. Like, it's this whole ecosystem now. It's end to end. Uh, so we're just talking about the cloud-based attacks. But what about the users themselves, right? So we, RDP is obviously one example of that on the client side. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're talking, uh, you know, in our blog, uh, we talked about uh, uh, the end users themselves. To me, this is, you know, in the COVID-19 crisis right now, everyone's talking about social distancing, uh, users, uh, you know, uh, uh, people having to each do their part, right? And it's the same thing, really, when it comes to cyber attacks. So tell me a little bit about what's going on, what we saw, maybe recap in the blog about the um, uh, uh, e e email-based scams and malicious documents that we're seeing, too. Well, first of all, if anyone's watching this broadcast on the same network that their kids are doing Netflix on in the living room right now, you're not social distancing IT, okay? You got to like take that concept with IT as well, is that there are attacks, there are going to be attacks now based on um, getting into other devices like your home IoT devices, uh, video game systems, phishing emails on chats and stuff. They may be targeting people that are in your household to get to you and get to your corporate environment. So that's, uh, uh, you know, that's something to, to pay attention to. Um, phishing emails are on the rise like crazy. And we, we've seen that people are like, like, you know, targeting, you know, you know, targeting individuals all over the household, right? It's just not the corporate users, not just a guy going to work in his office yeah. everywhere. And, and these, these systems, this malware, these threats spread throughout the entire network. And so yeah. I think it's really important to like segment, even basic routers these days usually have some sort of segmentation capability available, even if it's very basic, but I, I think that's important. And then on top of that, like you have to have good hygiene on uh, even at home, you have to, you know, have updates. You have to like, you know, you know, make sure that, that you're, you're not, not using services. You don't need, you're not downloading things from sites that, that, you know, that, that are, that are kind of like uh, suspicious in nature. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a great point. So there's always these analogies we talk about, right. And what's happening now in the current crisis is if, you know, if a household member uh, um, is, is, quote unquote, a threat becomes infected, there's social distancing, there's quarantine, there's effectively segmentation, physically isolating in a room. Um, now, I'm not saying that, you know, parents have to physically isolate themselves from the kids. Maybe they do want to sometimes. <laughs> 
But virtually, to your point, segmentation from those services that the kids or, or anyone else in the household is using is really important because we always talk about this, especially with IoT devices. They can easily, you know, they're they're often the most vulnerable to, to be compromised, right? Um, once they're once once they're owned, uh, they're essentially springboards, right? They're um, you know attackers can laterally move in an unsegmented network to another device, i.e., your corporate device. And um, oftentimes, this is the way that infections happen. So it's definitely, definitely something that people should be uh, paying attention to. And segmentation, this uh, you know, cyber distancing that we're talking about, knowing who's approaching you and talking to you in terms of social engineering, are always things that uh, that need to be front in mind. Um, well, hey, uh, that that's up uh, for for our time today, Amar. Um, I'm going to see you, I'm sure, again as I do every day. So <laughs> let's keep on doing all the great research. Thanks uh, so much for your time, and thanks so much uh, for the time of the uh, of the viewers out there. Uh, we, your rest assured, at Forty Guard Labs, we are here twenty four seven, three sixty five, from our great task force, um, you know, researchers and analysts to our uh, automation, our machine learning and AI environments on the back end. Uh, we got you covered. Until next time, this is Derek Menke, and uh, thank you again, Amar Lakani. Uh,